the two personalities that we celebrate today, Peter and Paul, were people that God met in their ordinary human states, with which each of them demonstrating their own weaknesses, their inabilities, and everything has to go with the fallen man. Peter being the first, the impetuous Peter, the one that acts before he thinks, even though he was older than Jesus, he was such an erratic person, had all the weaknesses that every man will have. But he encountered Jesus. Even after he had spent some years with Christ, still, he was not committed. But Jesus kept following him. Sometimes when you study the scriptures and see how Jesus was desperate about following those he has you know, chosen, you will see that Jesus never gives up on anybody. He kept following Peter, even to the point where he now asked him, Peter, do you love me? You can imagine. You know, Peter is far more advanced in age than Christ. Are you aware of that? Good. Even though ministry has made Jesus appear to be like the head. But come to ask Peter, Peter, do you love me? Do you know I love you? Peter, do you love me? And the third one, he got angry. And same Peter even denied Christ three times. But you can see that the wonders of grace cannot be overemphasized. Grace still turned this man. Jesus still trusted him to be the head of the church. You can imagine that. I'm sure there were others who were much better than Peter in terms of human personality. But Jesus did not give up on Peter. You see the way he answered again, impetuously, you are the Christ. I wonder when God spoke to Peter to make this confession, and he said it's not flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but your Father in heaven. When did Peter think about it? When did he hear from God? That instant ministration, that idea that came to him, is not another idea. It was God who like breathed into Peter's thoughts, and he said what he said, and Jesus held on to that. Despite the fact that Peter was impetuous, Peter was that kind of person who was a rascal who could stand with you today, the next minute he denies you. You can imagine that. That's the kind of personality he is. Was not the one who said, Oh Lord, ah, I will I will kill anybody who stands against you. I will be with you wherever you go to. But when the going became tough, he withdrew and even denied Christ. That's the kind of person we're talking about here. And Jesus still had hope that this man can sit on something. He committed the activity of the church to him. No matter how bad we are, God still has a lot of hope in us. And we must respond. God is trusting us for many things. Peter was a very serious man. He was a fisherman. He had bills to pay. But still, Jesus was asking Peter, do you love me? 
until Peter responded to grace. And so today we are celebrating that impetuous man, that man that can betray you when you need him, that man that could, that could just act before he thinks, that man who did not even go to school. Jesus still trusted that man and put grace in his life. And today, because he responded to grace, How many times have God not spoken to you? How many times have God not made demand of you? I'm sure many times you must have heard it in your heart to where Christ is telling you, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And in the depth of our hearts in our prayer, we say, Lord, you know I love you. But to what degree has that grace brought us into? That's the question. Look at Paul. Zealous for the faith of his fathers. Killing Christians. Slaughtering them was there. The cloth of Stephen was put under his feet. But he encountered Jesus. He encountered grace. The murderer. The one who kills Christians turned around to become a proclaimer of the gospel. How did this grace work in his life? Are we worse than Paul? No. Paul was worse than us. We have not even done half of what Paul did. But still, grace took him from that realm and he came back. He responded. Paul was not a dollar. He was an educated man. He was a barrister. He went to school. He was a top guy. He enjoyed dual you know, citizenship. He was a Jew and a Roman at the same time. But still, he responded to grace. When you are responding to grace, that does not mean that all will be well with you. That's the problem some, some have. That because you are responding to grace, then there will be no trouble in your life. No, 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 no. The more grace you have, the more trouble will come. So in the midst of that trouble, you respond, not just like any kind of man, you respond by grace. You stand with God in the midst of that trouble. You insist that no matter what happens, God is God in my life. You make choices that has grace in it. You make decisions that has grace in it. And in, in the course of doing that, it will cause you pain. Don't get discouraged because it's painful. Look at Paul. Even at the peak of his ministry, after he has done everything, he was killed. They cut off his head. They cut off his head. Does he deserve that? But that's how grace has led him. Look at Peter. Even after he responded to grace, he was crucified like Christ, upside down. How much of your life has grace taken over? Where has grace led you to? As we celebrate their lives today, grace led them to where they, where, where they reached and God is celebrating them today through the church. In our own time, where can we, what and what can we showcase that grace has used also achieve. We are Christians now. We come to church. But that's not what God is looking for. He is looking for that transformation that comes into your life through grace. And grace must do something in your life. You can't remain the same person. No, 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 no. We must translate our Christianity from being a nomenclature to a nature. Many still go to church in the name of Christianity. But that's not what God is looking for. Christianity must become a second nature in us. 
And so is the challenge. Their lives challenge us today. Paul, grace left, pulled him from being a murderer to being a preacher, and he left a deposit of faith, not just for the Jews, but even for the Gentiles. Peter preserved the deposit of the word of God given by Christ. And they all authenticated it with their lives. They have transferred the faith to us. We celebrate them today. What are we leaving behind? What record has this established in us? Personally, this is the way I reflect. This is how I think. In my journey thus far, what can I say that grace has achieved through me, Father Vincent? What and what am I leaving behind? If I die today, what will people say about me? What is that major issue that you say, ah, Father Vincent was known for this? In the journey of his life, we know him for this. What will he be known for? Would they you know, raise accolades of the things of the world, what you achieved in the world? Or are they going to talk about what you achieved by grace? If what you achieve in the world is far more than, more than what you achieve by grace, is that a good business? No. So we must every day, as we come to the Lord, ask him, Lord, let your grace lead me to make my own impact in the realms of grace. As far as we are concerned, the Bible says that friendship with the world is enmity with God. While we go about what we do, we must understand that we are on a mission. And our time is short-lived. And we must, every day, take that step where grace will establish this reality in our lives day by day. And so we pray through the intercession of St. Paul and St. Peter that we celebrate today. They are here. They are here at this Mass. Whenever we honor the saints, they are with us. That they will inspire us so we don't get too much distracted, get busy with things that, you know, that ends in darkness. That we will be sensitive enough that every day we will take steps of grace. And over time, we will leave the footprint of what grace has achieved in our lives through Christ our Lord.